This FT podcast was brought to you by Credit Suisse. Entrepreneurial ideas can change the world. As a bank with deeply rooted entrepreneurial heritage, at Credit Suisse, we are driven by the idea of making progress happen. Do you have what it takes to be entrepreneurial? Find out what makes this way of thinking different and what you can learn from it. Discover more at creditsuisse.com slash progress. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. I'm here today with my amazing co-creator. Spring. Hi, Spring. How are you today? <laughs> I'm so good. How are you? I'm having a really excellent day, especially because I get to spend some of it with you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, we had some holiday break, but uh, our podcast didn't, but you and I did. <laughs> Do anything um, fun over the holidays? Um, I got to see my parents. That was lovely. Um, yeah, just some casual family time. Pretty good. I got to travel all over and visit friends and family. I live in Miami, which is amazing, but it's really far from all of the people who I went to college with and friends. But um, I'm very happy to be back because, boy, was it cold. It was like five degrees out, and I'm used to like 75 degrees anyway. <laughs> so I'm looking at you on Skype while we're recording, and I actually see that you're wearing our amazing Studio Sweden headphones. Uh, I am. I love these things. I wear them all the time. They're so cute. Um, they have great sound quality. Uh, I don't know. What else do you say about headphones other than they work? And they're really <laughs> fashionable. Fashionable. They're fashionable. They're functional. Um, and they're not like any other ones. Uh, I don't see anybody else when I'm out and about with anything like them. So they're really unique, too. Yeah. Um, I love, love how pink mine are. I know I've said that before, but that is my favorite part is the great color. And it just cracked me up when I just looked over and saw you. Wait, though, they're so cute. Um, and we have a code for people if they want to try Studio Sweden headphones also. Right. Um, it's the sex wrap. Big surprise, right? The sex wrap. Um, that's wrap with a W. And you get 15% off of your purchase. And all you have to do is go to their website, which is studiosweden.com and enter it at checkout. And that's S-U-D-I-O-S-W-E-D-E-N. Studio Sweden. Yeah. And I love them. They're great. So today, for our question, I have a question from a friend uh, that I'm super excited to episode. And he asked me if I thought, is it okay to watch porn? And 
I was pretty surprised to hear him ask that. Um, as a young guy, I thought he would be watching porn. I kind of assume that most young people, especially young men, are watching porn. And so I was surprised to hear him kind of question that and think about it a little more. But I think it's a great question for us to talk about. That's like one of those big loaded questions where you can say yes, no, and maybe all at the same time as the response, depending on the kind of context that's underlying the question, right? If we're just talking some basic human biology, totally fine. It's not a problem. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you biologically. It's not going to impair future fertility. It's not going to make you, you know, there's no problem with it when we're looking at the base biology of it. And we we think about that a lot when we're talking about risk reduction behaviors and safer behaviors. And so, yeah, there's no sexually transmitted infection that you can get or uh, unwanted or unplanned pregnancy. So, yeah, it's a great safe behavior in that sense. Well, right. And I mean, if you're not in a relationship or if you're not interested in being in a relationship, it's a way for you to kind of have that fantasy of intimacy with another person as well. So, I mean, there's lots of times in our lives where there isn't someone else there to share it with. So you get to share it with yourself and whatever pops up on the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. So we can think about it in that way. Um, I think that a lot of um, people have concerns about young people watching porn and then thinking that that is what all sex should be like. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I, oh, I, I forgot. I just watched an episode of Black Mirror where a girl uh, had a parental block on her so she couldn't see things. And then uh, she did watch some porn and then that's exactly how she acted the first time she had sex. And the guy was like, you know, that's not real, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> But, but right. I mean, there is this fear that porn is going to set up these crazy expectations. And I mean, if we talk to young people about the kind of interactions they're having, it certainly does. Um, what I say to people whenever they're watching porn is a uh, porn is kind of like the action movie of sex. So if you go into it thinking, hey, this is Thor with his hammer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of superhero movies. Thor with his hammer flying around, banging into things, you know, <laughs> blowing up all over the place. Um, that's really what pornography is, though, right? It's not what sex is like in real life most of the time. And actually, a lot of the positions that they use, how long they go, the kinds of penetration that happen um, are either uncomfortable or overly stretchy. And they're not the kind of things that are going to make you feel really good and intimate. You might, if you're good at laughing at yourself, you might want to do it, you know, as like a, like, let's see, can we actually get ourselves into this position? Um, right. But if you go into it with the idea that this isn't real, um, this is fantasy, um, and it's a really visual fantasy. The positions that they're going into inside of pornography aren't for either partner's pleasure, either the male or the female or multiple males or multiple, ho- however many people are in it, their pleasure. It's about how can we show this to somebody else? So it's really very different from what actual porn is. In actual porn, most of the time, you're not trying to show a camera what's happening. And so I think what's interesting is we think about, is it okay for young people to watch this and learn from it? And I think the main issue there is that what we really need to be teaching people is porn literacy. And like you said, knowing that it's not real, but also being able to watch that and differentiate between what might 
be something they might actually want to learn from or try and what is something that is made for this kind of uh, Hollywood effect. Right. I mean, right. So it can be a really effective way to get new ideas, think about sex in different ways, training wheels whenever you're we, we talked about like how can i move from vanilla to something a little bit more kinky um porn could be something to give you some ideas to sort of help you training wheel along that path if you're interested in doing it um and i think porn is also great sometimes for people who are interested in different kinds of sex or interactions with people that have a lot of risk some kinds of kink that are either dangerous or strenuous um, and it lets them kind of live that fantasy without actually any of the danger or risk that's associated with it there as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of potential benefits about it whenever you think about it kind of at first. Um, I think it's also really important for us to talk about um, that there are cases of pornography where the people who are working in it are abused and there's a potential for predation, people being predators. Um, And it's really important for us to just talk for a minute here about whenever you're looking at your porn, um, there's there's a, a subset of porn called ethical porn. Um, and it's simply porn that is made legally, um, that respects the rights of all of the performers, um, and it has good working conditions. And if you're not sure, um, you can always look up whatever the studio is that made the different kind of pornography to make sure that it's ethical porn. Because I want to make sure, you know, if something is giving me pleasure, I want to make sure that the people who are involved in it aren't being abused. Mm-hmm. So I think that we such so as say that's a good first step is when you are seeking out porn to watch, making sure that it's ethical, checking on the company, checking on any reviews of that company by people that have worked there, um, and then uh, enjoying that, and then also again, you know, critically thinking about it, maybe during, maybe after, what. What in that was uh, something to learn from? What in that was maybe unrealistic? And maybe kind of um, doing some fact-checking on some of that as well. So we want to think about how can we uh, how can we be educated about sex when a lot of times there are not great sex ed programs for us that really teach us about these different behaviors and how to do them and what they look like. Yeah. Let's see. What else about porn um oh porn can be really good foreplay it can sometimes be if you if you are in a relationship with someone it can be really fun to sit down and watch it to get turned on together um so it can be really fun as foreplay you have to make sure that your partner likes it as well there's a lot of people who are threatened by porn or have issues with watching pornography and if you're in a relationship with them you probably should not use that as a kind of foreplay right i think yeah and i think that I mean, we have a really wide variety of what porn is as well. And so there's probably some type of porn that appeals to most people, but it might not be the same thing that appeals to two people that want to use it to watch together. Um, And it might take a while also to kind of look through and find something that both people find that they are turned on by. So... That could also be part of an exploratory behavior, though, with your partner to learn more about what your partner likes and doesn't like. Yeah, right, exactly. Another great way to get to know your partner a little bit better. Let's see. Uh, 
there are some oh, let's see other things that we should talk about um certainly we should talk about age appropriateness of porn right uh so people who are you know, like 9 10 11 years old now that everybody has access to cell phones and smartphones and tablets and computers and smart TVs um there are many ways for people to get access to it um and it's sometimes hard for us to know what is age appropriate for someone to be watching right yeah i we're making funny eyes at each other, age appropriate. Um, in terms of age appropriateness in pornography, it's one of those things where there's a lot of laws that uh, surround it and who's allowed to buy it and who's allowed to watch it and who's allowed to consume it. So you should be careful in terms of all of those things. Um, very young people should be having sexual conversations that are age appropriate about you know protection and everything else. But probably is porn okay to watch if you're 11 years old? The answer is no. So we're getting to the no's now. We're talking about age appropriate. Um, but before we keep going, I have a question for you. Um, I have a lot of friends, um, mostly uh, female friends, who do not like when their partners watch pornography. Right? They feel that it threatens them. They feel that they're you know sharing intimacy with pornography instead of them. But at the same time, they'll sit and read something like Fifty Shades of Grey. Is Fifty Shades of Grey different than pornography? So um, I think that we have a pretty strong divide in gender uh, in terms of what uh, people that identify as male tend to like to watch to be turned on and what uh, women tend to want to uh, be turned on by. And that in general terms, uh, very stereotypically, it's males like to watch more kind of, uh, I'm going to say hardcore, but a little, not necessarily hardcore, but a little more uh, less less lovey-dovey sex. <laughs> and women tend to like to read or watch more things that are more relationship oriented and uh, less kind of that hardcore type of thing. And I mean, that is definitely stereotypical and that is very uh, broad generalization. Um, but I think that in general, it, there, there is a partial truth to that. And um, different people are turned on by different things. But also, it's not true that women don't like watching some of that same stuff that men do. And it's not true that men wouldn't be turned on by some of the um, erotica, either uh, literature or um, visual that women are typically turned on by. And, and what I was really trying to get at there is that uh, pornography is a lot more than just uh, videos that people watch, right? There's lots of erotic writings that people can have. There's even plays that people can see. I mean, pornography is a lot more than that, like the, the porno, that the hardcore, as Spring said just a few minutes ago, like the people just having sex. Um, and I think if we start looking at it in a broader sense, is porn okay? It sort of changes what's going on there as well. Yeah, I definitely... A definition really for pornography is anything that's sexually explicit. And so that does actually encompass quite a bit um, than what we might just typically think of as porn. Um, and I think, I mean, I was somebody who, in my first relationships, I did uh, 
I found that my boyfriend had a lot of uh, what I would call pretty hardcore porn on his computer, and I freaked out. And I I did uh, feel very insecure and feel like uh, he didn't like what we were doing, and it really greatly upset me. And so I think that that's... I understand that response, and I think that it's okay for people to have a response like that. Um, but then we want to talk about uh, what somebody is watching, why they're watching it, um, what they like about it, and actually bringing that back so that people can understand their partners better. Also, um, know that it's not something to be threatened by because it is something that people are using for a different need it's not it's not that I'm not getting this in my sexual relationship with you and so I have to watch it here it's uh often just filling a completely different want or need that somebody might have right I mean it's it's really important for people to have that conversation instead of just that shutdown that's so common like no you cannot do that all at all in a relationship it should be well why are you watching it um what are the insecurities coming from um, yeah. And thanks for sharing your own personal story there as well and talking about how you have those insecurities, but then conversations happen and then you realize that it's fulfilling a different need. Um, yeah. But there are some times when watching pornography is not okay, right? Um, so it's not okay when it interferes with your personal life. Um, if you're doing it so much that you're not doing other things, if you're not going to work, if you're staying up late, if you're not doing homework, um, if you are watching pornography instead of being intimate with a partner that you have, it can be problematic. If you're using it as a substitute for being close to someone else that you're with, it can be um, a problem um, there as well. Any other times where it's really not okay? Oh, yeah. And if you masturbate so much that you chafe your penis or clitoris or make your vagina sore, you might want to rethink or listen to our episode about me. <laughs> yeah. And we that is the main recommendation about anything is um, it's only problematic when it's affecting your life. And so if it's affecting any area of your life, physically, mentally, romantically, emotionally, anything, uh, that's when we say, okay, let's examine this and see what we need to do. And there's really great sex therapists all over the country. So you can always reach out to one of them and talk to them if if you have a question about your own um, potential porn addiction. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we need to cover today? I feel like we've talked about porn for a very long time. Um, I mean... I think we could talk about porn all day. Um, But I guess that means we're at the period. Okay, so what is our period today, Spring? Um, I have a joke for you. Um, Andrew, what did the banana say to the vibrator? Uh, I don't know. What? (laughs) Why are you shaking? She's going to eat me. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> sex rap, the home of your sex dad jokes dad jokes by spring uh, that's oh. so good come on that was actually a, a, it was it was pretty good pretty good okay um it was appropriate. It was great. Okay. So everybody. How can people find us? Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach us out to us. Um, you can reach us a whole bunch of different ways. You can get us uh, through email at thesexrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413 I wrap it. That's wrap with a W. And then we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the sex wrap. Um, so hope to hear from you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, 
or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.